Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Two ladies are um, hanging out, having coffee and great ideas in Zurich, in La Stanza Bar, to uh, discuss the topic of reinventing parenting. And both of us run our own businesses and one is already a mother of two. And the other one, that's me being a to-be mother in one month to go, is getting a bit close and scary at least a little bit. But anyhow, we, we really try to keep a balance between our identities as professional women and as mothers. And that's why we're here today and um, in a very non-mothery environment, I would say, as you can hear as well. And that's also why we chose to do the podcast in here. So I would love to welcome Dr. Vanessa and this is Dr. Simone speaking right now. So yeah, I'll give the mic to you and curious to hear about your secrets to reinventing motherhood in the meaning of like doing it your way and maybe doing it differently than a lot of other women and what sort of what you've encountered I I encountered and that's the reason I'm doing this podcast series so many women telling me you will your life will be so so different you can't do this you can't do that so many what you can't do and I'm so tired of hearing all the time what you cannot do rather than what you can do so I would really love to hear from you what you can do because you obviously can do run your own business and have a family and still be a happy person so it starts in pregnancy doesn't it people dictating what you can and can't do absolutely people were telling me oh you're yesterday somebody told me you're you're not superhuman when i said i i I was still allowed and and am a fine flying and I got really angry because I was like, excuse me, but like other people who are not pregnant, they can fly and have medical issues. And how many women did actually give birth on a plane is probably, I have never heard, but of medical emergencies on the plane because somebody was not really doing well and flying despite being at risk. That's totally okay, right? Yeah, I mean, I think pregnancy prepares you also for what's to come because once your child is here, everyone walking down the street can have an opinion on what you're, how you're parenting. Right, right, right. And they often don't hold back, so... What's your secret there? I mean, um... Ignoring? You, yeah, I think you, you learn to ignore, but I think in the beginning it was definitely a shock for me. Yeah. Um, but if you're already... But experiencing it also during pregnancy, yes, exactly. people commenting because I was riding my bike well into mm-hmm. you know a few days before birth and yeah, I'm still running thirty that. kilometers so, yeah, every day. Yeah. People are also having so that's already good preparation. And then you really do learn to block out the noise. You have to in yeah. order to parent how yeah. you want to parent and find your own path. You really have to learn that you have to do it your way because. There's no one formula. No, there's no one formula. And and really, I think listening to your own needs and what your personal style is, is the one you should go for. And to be honest, I have have regrets. I mean, I wish I 
I listened less to people. Yeah. And I, w- I wish I did trust my own gut more. I was very vulnerable for my first child, especially. Very vulnerable to criticisms and Me too. And opinions. It's crazy. Yeah, my husband is like, I'm seeing this as a motivation to show them differently. And I'm like... I wish I could do that in in this particular topic. He was like, otherwise you're so so much more like your your way and swimming against the stream. But now when it comes to this to motherhood, I feel very yeah as you as you too very vulnerable and taking that in and and I don't really know what to do with it. Well, you want to be the best parent possible, yeah, the best mother that. That you can be, and so you easily doubt yourself, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's only natural that you do feel very vulnerable. Yeah. I wish I knew, but uh, how to overcome that? But with the second, it was for sure easier because I could trust myself more. Mm-hmm. I had more experience. But the what would you wish really you had when you got your first child? The first thing that comes to my head is I wish I had my mother around. I mean, I know that's... I just wish I had more support. Being an expat mom or, you know, not having enough support around you uh, makes it really tough, I think. It's it's a very lonely experience that way if you don't have a a lot of friends around you. You're also pregnant, so I I would say try and surround yourself with more support. Don't be... I mean, I was definitely... I had this uh, ego that I'm like, do everything myself... Otherwise, I'm not a good mom. Really, yeah. let go of that. Yeah. Outsource, I, it's very <laughs> delegate, that do all these things. That about being an expert mom because I, I think I told you about the research we've done um, here in Switzerland and around the globe, uh, where we interviewed and surveyed women, pregnant women during the pandemic, and what the Swiss results have shown is. Nobody had low socioeconomic status that was part of the group. They, they all had um, average family income between 80,000 and 90,000 on average, uh, Swiss francs equal uh, US dollars. But the expat women or the women with non-Swiss passports actually showed worse outcomes when it came to mental health. and. In the questions, what what that could relate to was the lack of support, and also missing family, not being able to show your child to your family members. Yeah. Obviously, very difficult as well. Yeah. So that's very interesting. But in terms of support, what what kind of support would you recommend pregnant women to plan to set in place before they get a baby? depends what they can afford as well yes, I mean this is, it's a luxury at, the, yeah. at that stage when I had my first we couldn't afford support mm-hmm. even if we did want it and I wasn't this proud mom who wanted to do everything herself yeah um because I was just finishing my postdoc we came from academic careers so we were right. rolling in yeah. money to have a full-time nanny and yeah a night nanny which these things I so I can only dream of how that would have made life easier but maybe it wouldn't I don't know mm-hmm. it's it's hard to know but um for sure planning good child support through you know finding a good babysitter that kind of stuff right right because they're not easy to find yeah i'm very lucky in that regard i have an amazing babysitter good. that um, Lined up already. is Perfect. already already 
ready to come for t from day one. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's planning. So it's smart. Planning. So yeah. smart. And I was very naive in that respect. Yeah. I really didn't realize that you needed support. I know that sounds so stupid, but I had no idea. I just wasn't. I was so into being pregnant and I had, hadn't even thought about what happens when the baby comes. I just wasn't... Right. I also have a hard time imagining how he will look like, etc. Yeah. I have a better un imagination about him being maybe two years old, but sort of the early first two years oh, or yeah, even when exactly. he's born and how yeah. he's, he and will you, look like, you I have know, no idea. You don't know what type of mum you're going to yeah, be yet. No. You can predict, but yeah. you really don't know until it happens. And I think I surprised myself how what type of mom I was. What type of mom would I you thought I was going to be, to be. Well, I thought I was. I didn't realize I would take so long to go back to work. That that would be hard for me. I didn't expect that. How long did it take you to get back? And how did you go back? Because I decided to start for Meta, my business. It. it it's hard to measure because it was a startup and therefore it yeah. wasn't like going but back. So, so what did you do before, before the baby was born was and what did you do after the baby so was born? I was born. doing my postdoctoral research during, at, at your pregnancy. during my pregnancy, you know, one day before birth. So the, I was really working up until then. And um, and then after you had to finish your postdoc? And then I had, quite a, I had quite a long maternity leave because I, I just... I think I felt a bit lost and I really had took me a while to find my way about what I wanted yeah. to do. So you didn't want to maintain an academic career? No, no, and I, w I really wanted to um, go into nutrition. That's why I, I studied further as well during that time. And then I started for Meta, yeah, probably and a year Meta after. for Meta is... <laughs> for all of you who don't for know. People for people who don't know. For Meta is my, my powder baby, I call it. That's my third child. That's um, my uh, nutrition startup where I spent many years formulating the perfect collagen supplement for aging well for so many different health areas. So I really encourage people to take For Meta daily. This is really going to give you the nutrition you need for longevity for keeping your bones, I'm your joints. It. Yay. It's during pregnancy. Yeah, I'll take all the credit for your glow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're such a great ambassador, Simone. I mean, you're well, supporting women that do great things for the world and also not cutting edges in in taking the easy way is yeah. very, very important. And it's not usually the those companies that get the most attention in the beginning because yeah. they might not be as sexy as others. Like I meant, I, sh I I remember being on vacation this summer and sending you this this gummy version oh, yeah, of a yeah. collagen, and I was like super excited. Oh, it's a gummy! And you were like, no. <laughs> It has sugar inside. So tell tell me about the sugar part again. I forgot. So sugar breaks down breaks collagen. Down, exactly. So it makes so no it makes sense no to be sense, in right? A, right, right, right. In a so collagen yeah, for everyone supplement. taking supplements, check whether there's sugar inside. It if shouldn't have sugar. It. it shouldn't have any pro aging ingredients. So sugar, preservatives, artificial sweeteners. There's a lot of things it should have, and a lot of things it shouldn't have. So. It really pains me with not just collagen supplements, with supplements in general that just aren't formulated well. They're really, the vast majority are formulated just to make money. And this is something that I've, let's say David and Goliath struggle <laughs> to try and get that message out there and people to choose wisely. Yeah. Um, so back to 
you did your postdoc. You started from Meta as as a new mom, and yeah, um, yeah. how and did that work? And then I really didn't because I I was sort of just taking. I felt very guilty about not earning money, and so I was doing some things on the side, uh, consulting for nutrition to try and because I yeah this is how screwed up it can be in terms of mum mother guilt and having your children in daycare but not earning that much money at the time because it's a startup of course so I was always trying to keep a balance of earning enough money to justify the childcare but then it's like you need a lot of time to build a startup so I felt like it took so long and now I look back and I'm like that was really the wrong mindset I really needed to um to, to do it differently but you know here we are it's now a fully fledged startup and and going well, but it's I definitely amazing. learned a lot about yeah about how to how to run it properly. So a lot of lessons. What learned. kind of help or support or, or did you get in terms of running your business? Uh, from who you mean? From yeah, or what kind? From who? I again, I, this must be me, but I've, always, I've got this really urgent need of independence, and I, I really wanted to do it myself, so I funded it with my own money. Yeah. So the the little money that I've made from cancer research, from postdoctoral research in biomedicine, um, I used my own money to fund this startup. I didn't want to rely on investors. I didn't yeah. want to compromise on the quality of my product which is often the case when you take on investors, they're really just thinking about the money and I really just wanted an optimal product. So I I didn't have any support. So um, in terms of my husband, he is working a lot. He's a lot of the time overseas Mm -hmm. and he's the breadwinner, right? So I couldn't compromise that either. So I, I really had to take my time doing this, So, which is very hard. I'm not a patient person, but I really just had to take baby steps. Yeah, to to be able to now, when my children are older, and now I can devote much more time to it and feel like I'm balanced. That's wonderful. Did you did you get like a mentor, or you didn't, or you really? wish you had one? I wish I had one, of course. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. No, I don't have a real mentor. Mm that I can lean to for advice. I ask my husband a lot of business advice because he is, of course, in this field. So I've learned a lot from him. But, yeah, otherwise, instincts and learning as I go along. Learning by doing. Mm. Learning by doing, yeah. exactly. Yeah, someone asked me today, do I have a board a board of my company? I'm like, no. No, I know it would look good, but eventually I can form I can such a thing. I become a board member. Will you be a board Happily. member? Great. I would love it's to. It's official. You're a board member. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's just it's... grown organically. I yeah, haven't followed that's a path. Such a, that's actually one of my uh, friends I asked for advice. Um, she said she's a, she's a very successful PR woman and um, she said, let your business grow organically. That's the best way. Yeah. And, and I think it's also the most sustainable one, both for I yourself so and for, for the company. Yeah, because you're proving that it works, right? I yeah. mean, it's selling on its own without a huge amount of money behind it. It's wonderful. So it shows that people buy it. And that's it works. also then a genuine way, right? It, it's yeah. not because you made a huge advertisement campaign and yeah. sparkled it up, but yeah. the product speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. It's great. So, you and I are planning a 
an exciting evening and um, maybe you want to share why and how you ended up at River. So River is a medical campus uh, in Zurich and they do amazing surgery, dermatology, aesthetic medicine, hand surgery. Um, and they brought me in their team to add the holistic aspect of aging well. Um, so I lead a nutrition program there where we do blood work analysis and DNA analysis, food intolerance analysis to really understand your health. And from yeah. there we can achieve whatever health goal you want. Um, but it really has to start um, at the individual level. Right. So we are organizing an event to invite uh, the members um, your dear members uh, to River in Sursan, right? To, My female empowerment movement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, to meet Dr. Inya Alaman, who is an incredibly inspiring woman, and I'm very excited for you two to have a conversation together and to learn from you both uh, about business, life, everything. So I can't wait. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking you. your time. This was really cool. And this was very unorthodox to do a podcast, of course, in such a venue. And I know some people may complain about the background noise, but um, that's just how we are. We, we, do, we do it our way. Yeah. On that note, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and wishing you a great Monday evening.